In this episode, I want to talk about spiritual healing. All healing is self-healing. The body's programmed to do it. No one knows quite how or where the information comes from, but it's usually considered that somewhere in the mind, the body knows how to heal itself. Spiritual healing is of a divine source. We credit the creator, God, consciousness, whatever you call it, for the spiritual healing. And we know it works because there have been many cases in the past recorded of spiritual healers who, when they have interceded, have given the healing that the medical profession and all the placebos could not. There's a famous healer called Harry Edwards who documented many, many healings and persuaded the British Medical Council and many others to investigate it. They were very reluctant to publish their findings. But in the late 70s, after his passing, the British Medical Council changed the law so that a doctor could prescribe spiritual healing. There are healers that work in hospitals today, but because of the separation of church and state, the government declared that only energy healers can work in hospitals. As long as you're using religious terminology, they don't want it in that building. But there are energy and Reiki healers employed. A lot of people will say if it worked, why don't they have them in hospitals? Well, they do. It's just not widely known. But it's regarded as a complementary therapy. If you break an arm or leg and you go see a doctor, they'll x-ray it and establish the damage. They'll require surgery or place it in a cast to help the bones fuse back together. They'll give anti-inflammatories for the swelling, antibiotics for the infection and painkillers because the shock and the infection can easily kill or cause other illnesses. Then the healing comes from within and somehow through the healing process the bones are fused back together. But sometimes there's an illness that the medical intervention doesn't cure. The placebos and the psychological treatments aren't working. Then a spiritual healer can be sought. Because for some reason, in the spirit of the person, they are not stepping up and they're not naturally healing themselves. And this could be for all sorts of spiritual reasons. The spirit governs the mind, the emotions and the body. So through spiritual healing, the energies can be transmitted to where it's needed. This can be done through the laying on of hands on or near the body, which is contact healing. It can be done at a distance where the patient and the healer are in the same room, but not touching. And it can also be done absently where the patient and the healer are in separate locations. Time and space are irrelevant in spiritual healing. The healer can send the healing out on a Monday night and the, heal the patient may receive it at any time. There have even been um, stories where someone wrote a letter to a healer on the Monday. The healer received it on the Wednesday, but the patient started recovering from the spiritual healing on the Tuesday because the request had already gone out. The spirit world knew that the attunement was going to be made and the energies were going to be available. 
Now it is a curious thing that if the spirit world knows someone is ill and this person is suffering, why don't they just heal them automatically? Why do they need someone to ask a healer? And that's a very good question. No one has an answer to it. I can only go back to the mechanics of mediumship. From spirit, through spirit, to spirit. There seems to be a holy trinity of energy. In astrology, it's cardinal, fixed and mutable forces. There needs to be a source, there needs to be a channel, and there needs to be an outlet. We see in electricity, volts go in, amps are the fixed current, and wattage is what comes out. It's the way energy flows. So maybe in healing, we need this third part of the story. There's the source and there's the outlet, but it needs a channel. It needs someone to make that request, and it needs someone who has the attunement to tune into the spirit world and be used as a conduit for the energy. Not all mediums make good healers. I was lucky enough to be trained in a church as a spiritual healer and to be assessed and then qualified. And then after a while I was asked to help train and assess other healers. And in the assessment, the assessor has to sit and tune in and feel the attunement between the, the healer who's going for an assessment and their healing guides. And 99% of the time I felt that attunement. But every now and then someone just doesn't have that. Not many people will get through the course to its fruition unless they are genuinely healers. And the healing leader will attune with them and know that they are a healer. But there are many mediums who don't do healing because they feel the energy's not with them. And at first I thought that that was just them trying to avoid serving as a healer and going straight into working as a medium. I've had to change my mind because it is true, there are some people who have a gift and some people don't. It doesn't mean that those who don't have the gift don't have empathy and their prayers and thoughts aren't useful. But for the spirit world, they find people who have this unique gift, who can act as great conduits of spiritual energy and use them accordingly. And like in many forms of mediumship, we naturally assume that they are of a spiritual character, that their morals and integrity are of a high value. But that simply isn't true. There have been so many great healers, most of them are very nice people, but there have been some who just aren't very nice people and they abuse their gift. And unfortunately, when this happens, all healers are tarnished and everyone believes that they're frauds. But that shouldn't stop people having spiritual healing. When people do come for spiritual healing, they can't always tell you how they feel. They just know it works. It has helped people with mental problems, emotional problems, and even physical problems. But it's spiritual healing. It works on the spirit. And I noticed that through having healing and working with healing, it opened up both inward pathways and outward pathways. Things in my life changed. They changed for the better, and they changed so that I could learn more.
it seemed to be an initiation into a greater life. Working as a healer is very rewarding, but it's also very challenging. You can have a patient who is dying of cancer and you can wish them well all you like, but they're still going to pass away. The spiritual healing wasn't wasted. It probably greatly helped them in their transition. But we cannot guarantee anything. And we cannot always understand the life path of the patient. So we should never try to direct the healing. We just be an open channel and allow the spirit world to do what they know needs to be done and nothing else. We don't need to be aware. We don't need to know. We just need to be from the spirit world through your spirit to the spirit of the patient. There are some people who would refuse the healing because they don't believe in it or they don't want it. There's nothing you can do. You just send healing to the general area and hope that it's received as it's needed. There doesn't need to be any belief or faith on behalf of the patient. Children and animals who have no understanding of faith and God, they react very well to spiritual healing. And a lot of children, when they see someone give healing, they automatically know that they can do it as well. But spiritual healing shouldn't be a surprise to most people. We all know that as a mother, the first thing she does to a child who's hurt themselves is kiss it better or rub it. And that's a natural healing attunement. It's something that human beings have been doing for thousands of years without thinking of it. But if you want to train to be a spiritual healer, there are laws that we need to observe. And different countries have different laws. In some, you'll go to jail for calling yourself a spiritual healer. In the UK, we're very lucky to have well-documented evidence and a code of conduct that we can follow. We have to observe laws for data protection, keep records. And we have to have a basic working knowledge of anatomy, as well as a more intimate knowledge of where spiritual healing comes into contact with different laws and procedures. But we're classed as complementary therapists, and there are many different forms of complementary therapy, spiritual healing probably being the most intangible. All it requires is a quiet space and an attunement. And as I said, you don't even need to touch the patient. You can just be sat by their side or even in another location. But the key thing is to set some time aside, sit quietly, attune with the spirit world and allow them to let the energies flow through you. Again, we don't know why it requires this, but it does. And it's the least some people can do to work for the spirit world. Not everyone's going to be able to give messages from the spirit world. Not everyone's going to be able to teach and give advice. But they can at least be a conduit for thoughts and prayers. Now I know people, they argue that what do thoughts and prayers do? People need money. They need food. They need shelter. They need medicines. And that's true. But keeping these within your healing prayers and thoughts can help get these things to the people who need them. This might require a little bit of faith, but if you want to work for the spirit world, they'll give you enough evidence that these things take place 
for you to be sure of it in the future. And it can be as easy as spending 10 minutes a day just sitting there thinking of particular names. Maybe having a little notebook where you write people's names in. And as you hear about people who are suffering, people who have been taken into hospital or put into homes, you can add their name to your healing book. And every day just spend a little bit of time sitting in the power, sending out that healing energy. And you'll find there are many thousands, if not millions of people around the world doing this. There is also a healing minute that was set up. It's at 10 o'clock every evening. There's also one at 10 o'clock in the morning, because not everyone's awake at 10 in the evening. And healers from all over the country and around the world join together at the same time. And there is a law in nature that man has exploited and that is the law where the, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. If you have five individuals working all day, producing a number 20 units of something each on average, and you get those five people working together instead of individually, and instead of producing 100 units a day, they start producing 110, 150, 200 because they're working as a team. So as a healer, you'll have your own individual work. But when healers get together and they channel that energy at once and they work as a unit, they can achieve something greater than the sum of its parts. So I'd encourage you to join a group. Join in with the healing minute. Send healing out to the world, but also have healing yourself. Because you'll find like with many other walks of life. To become a healer, people will do, want to do this because they've been healed themselves. Because they've required healing and they've overcome their hardships, they feel that they would be able to give something back and they make wonderful healers. So perhaps you're listening to this and you've been through some difficult times in your life and you're very thankful and grateful that you've managed to get over them. And you may even feel that the presence of the spirit world helped carry you through that situation well you can be a conduit for other people for the same thing and for me it's been one of the most powerful and blessed experiences in my life and i'll always keep healing as my primary form of mediumship over all others it's very rewarding although it can be very hard to place your finger on once you've actually attuned with the spirit world and seen the healing work in other people, you'll never go back to not believing. You'll always set time aside every day, even if it's only 10 minutes. <laughs>